drink like an idiot, Tyler. Well, alcohol brings out the stupid in all of us. I, I don't mean the amount and I don't mean the effect. I mean my plan, my strategy, what I want to get done when I go into it. Okay. Well, what is that? Well, it's just, there's an evolution to how you drink. And I started out just like everybody else where I would kind of just, you know, drink beer. Well, actually I started at mom and dad's house by drinking whatever they had in their bar. Yep. I one time drank a bottle of wine from their wedding that was about 17 years old. That they I, were saving for like a special occasion or something like that? Absolutely. And it just totally decimated mom. Yep. Yep. Why would you bring that up? I don't know. I, I, I heard they told me afterwards that they were saving it for your funeral. They were finally going to pop the cork. And dad told me afterwards that it caused the divorce. Now, I, and then I started with beer like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And beer, what's your take with drinking beer? Like, what do you associate that with? When I was younger, I did not like beer. I, I, do you I, like beer now? I, I love beer okay. now. I, I hated the taste of beer. Now, uh, like a Modelo or a Red Stripe, I give that to me all day long. Uh, but the problem is, I drink beer uh, if I don't want to get too drunk. Because yes. it will fill me up like yes. crazy, and it's to the point where the drunkness isn't worth the discomfort in my stomach. That's exactly the point that I'm that when I think of beer, I think of what you're talking about. Yep. I'm mildly drunk, uh, but I feel like poop. Physically, the feeling is going to keep me from drinking too much. I, I, and that makes sense. And it's not like hard alcohol or you're never going to hit that point where you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. But knowing you, you have a couple beers and then you introduce hard alcohol. Stay in school, kids. I, I actually what I did last night, I went out drinking with a friend last night. I started with liquor and then just put uh, a couple beers in between them to kind of, you know, soften the blow I of the next one. But see, I'm disagreeing in terms. Well, what liquor were you drinking? Crown Royal. Okay. That's a good liquor. It is a good and, liquor. And so what kind of beer are you throwing in? This is interesting to no one, but oh, this is my show. Fuck off, people. Modelo. Love it. Now, the deal is when I mix the liquor and the beer, I'm getting fucked up. Like I, I am, if I just drink beer, I'm good. If I just drink liquor, generally I'm good. If I start mixing shit, which is what I'm learning as I get older, be careful with that. Yeah. So once I went through my beer drinking phase and I have serious issues with vanity, Tyler, mm -hmm. that stops me from drinking beer. Of course. After I got through that, I decided like everybody else, did you have this point in your life? Maybe it's been more than once. What do I want to drink? What do I want to represent me? Because your your drink does represent you. If you mm -hmm. go to a club and you're drinking a green apple martini, it's a lot different than you're drinking a, you know, a whiskey neat out of a dirty glass, Tyler. Absolutely. What kind of night do I want to have? You know, do I want to have a fun, carefree night and I'll drink a little bit of vodka or something like that? Or do I want to rip somebody's head off and, you know, poop in the hole? And I that, <laughs> that I got to drink tequila. I appreciate you cleaning that up by saying poop. <laughs> what is wrong with you, man? By drinking tequila, you said? By drinking tequila. Now, now, do you think that every alcohol gives you a different kind of drunk? I think because of my perception of it, it does. I really believe that it does. Yeah. I genuinely, what I've learned over the last week or two is that bourbon makes me smarter. Bourbon makes me smarter. I, I can't imagine that's like true. Like a mother effing surgeon, dude. I, I, I can't imagine that's true. All surgeons are smart. So I chose, and, and they all drink bourbon right before <laughs> surgery. During, they have those, those helmets on with the two bottles in it. It was custom made, and I am impressed, you son of a bitch. Scalpel. <laughs> Bourbon. <laughs> they shoot it into their mouth like a football player. 50 cc's <laughs> stat. Um, so I chose tequila because I liked what tequila represented. I wanted to be a party boy. I wanted to be wearing some sort of a of a skimpy negligee. I wanted to just no, let people know that I'm here to party. Well, and that is a showstopper when you tell people like, oh, what do you drink? I prefer shots of tequila. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. and then I'm like, oh, and I sip on it. I yeah. sip on it because yeah. I'm a fucking badass. Actually, I still prefer 
tequila. I, I genuinely do. But I got to another point in my life where I had to make a, like a strategic, abject guess here. Is this what I, do I want to be the tequila guy? And I said, no, I don't. And perhaps you will remember this time in our lives where I said, I am going to be a grown up. I'm going to start drinking red wine. Yes. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I remember the point in our lives where you started drinking red wine. I don't remember I the I'll be a grown up part. Well, that's that's what I thought. I said, look at these but people it's not, it's, smoking cigars, drinking red wine. That's fair. Going down with the Titanic. You, you want to be mature. Yes. You want to be you want to be classy. And here's what people don't tell you. And this is why I hope people will come to the show, because you're going to get the information that. You're not going to get anywhere else. We're like your drunk uncle. We're going to give you the truth, whether you want it or not. Mm -hmm. And we're going to shove it down that hole. What? I'm just going off the poop thing. Yeah, but you're my son's uncle. Please don't say that. Oh, are we talking about your son? I don't know. So I wasn't, but now I am. We're going to cut all of that. <laughs> RJ, I love you. <laughs> and now I have. It's not helping. Now I am going to, I've already started cursing a lot on the show. I want to bring that down, but I feel like I needed to really express how I feel about this. Kids, look at my ugly face. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Red wine will get you fucked up. Okay. Red wine. It's not for ladies, you know, sitting around in the garden, having a scone in a nice thick old glass of Merlot. I'm talking about red wine will turn you upside down. Yes, I mean, that is assuming that there's nobody out there who can just drink red wine and not get crazy. I think you're doing this through the prism of Ryan Menendez. There was times where I wondered, am I allergic to red wine? <laughs> I might be allergic to it. It's like, you know, getting stung by bees and having adverse reactions. Ah, uh, good times. I wanted to just fight everybody with my love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's... uh. Continue. I forgot what I was going to say. I know, I didn't notice that at yeah, all. Yeah. So I went from there. I would love to start drinking absinthe, but they won't let me. Uh, Thank God it's illegal here. Thank God absinthe is illegal here. Absinthe is, for those of you out there who don't know what absinthe is, uh, we went to Barcelona in Spain, which is in Europe, and they have a liquor there, uh, the Green Fairy, which it has, um, what are the properties? The hallucinogenic yeah, properties it's, it's to some sort. From, they say they make it for, with with wormwood. Right. It doesn't actually make you hallucinate like they show in the movies. It gets you a little bit less drunk than red wine. But but it <laughs> does it does fuel your your darker side. I, it, see, it, I actually loved it. I loved it. We didn't love you on it. It made our mother. Uh, it made Mama Menendez throw up in a bag. It did. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Away from the group, towards another group, as they stared at her puking into a plastic bag. <laughs> do, do you know how cats will go hide behind a dryer or something where they want to die all by herself? Yep. Mom, while throwing up, goes looks for new people. Yeah. Well, she was done with us. Right. As she's throwing up, she's thinking, "What has my family done to me? I'm done with them. I'm going to go over here." It was like the beginning of a Dateline. We gave our mother an eight of a cap of absinthe she threw up in a bag yeah and <laughs> in her defense that stuff is horrid it's delicious it is the most fun drunk that i've ever had that's and, bullshit and that's I, bullshit I, we were at each other's throats we were gonna kill each other it is the most fun drunk that i've ever had just to wrap this story up and i'm sorry for going on he's here lying to you in the cold i loved it i Jen, you don't think that i actually love the absinthe tyler I don't think you enjoyed the taste of the absinthe. Oh, oh, not. Oh, of course not the taste. You just said it's delicious. Oh, I meant, he's a liar. Oh, I meant the drunk. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I but, put a lot of things in my body that I didn't enjoy because I liked what happens. But we were we were aggressive towards one another at each sure. other's throats. Sure. You may have been enjoying yourself. But I that's, was. That's just because you're a psychopath. I am I, well, a lot more aggressive than you are. And here's the thing, guys. Yeah. 
We are getting way too in-depth, and I know we sound like lushes here in the beginning of our show in the cold open, but hopefully we're helping some people, and uh, you guys drink, don't you? You got to be drunk to listen to this show, so maybe this is connecting with some of you freaking losers. Yeah, and you turned kids on to red wine five minutes ago. Don't so drink good red job. wine. Good job. I, you would be but better what do you off do? <laughs> smoking crystal meth than drinking red wine. That is Kids, kids, that is not true. And that gets that my is, seal of approval. That is not true. I'm a doctor. I should probably mention that up front. You really, you really diluted the significance of your stamp when you put it on everything. Crystal meth, stamp approved. Well, I'm not saying do crystal meth. I'm just saying it's going to be better for you and your relationships than red wine. I, I'm going to have to. Is that unfair disagree. to say? That is very unfair to just say. Just do meth. So now what I've done, because I needed to move on from red wine and I don't want to be drinking beer all the time. Uh, tequila, I, I, where I am now is I've started drinking liquor. I, th I, because I'm not mixing things and I, I mean, manly as hell, a guy sitting there with a, with a glass of whiskey on the rocks, manly as oh, hell. Yes. Yeah. Manly as hell. Whiskey I don't look man. I don't look manly, but what I'm saying is I, I'm attracted to men who do do it. What do you think you're, you do it? Yep. <laughs> what, uh, what do you think is more classy? The, the, the neat or with a big old ball of, of ice that they ah. give in the really fancy places. I think that you're a bit of a douchebag if you need the boulder. I mean, if you're going to throw it in there, I'll take it. Uh, I was going to say, I don't think people are carrying around boulders of ice with them. I think they put it in the thing at they, certain places. They wouldn't be able to travel very far, Tyler. Not here. Um, no, they're cool. And do you understand the purpose of that, right? The boulder where where what the, it is is one giant ice cube instead of little chipped up cubes. That's the surface area. Right, Far right. less surface area. Like a sugar cube went to granulate it over time. You're learning bleep already. You're... They're probably playing this in schools. So last night. Do math, kids. I do math. <laughs> not math. <laughs> so, do math to avoid the math. <laughs> three teeth minus two teeth <laughs> equals one teeth. Now, so I've gone to drinking. Uh, I've been I've been drinking Maker's Mark on the rocks. I've been doing all these things. So La fancy. Last night I went out and I thought I'm going to do this. I'm going to get home Everything is going to work out perfectly as it is wont to do. So I went out with my friends. We played a little bit of pool. I had a glass of Maker's Mark on the rocks, which turned into two. I thought you went to church. Yeah, that's what we called the pool place, Tyler. Gotcha. I went to church first, and then we went out and had a little bit of rambunctious fun. Uh, you gotta, I see. It's about the sour and the sweet, Tyler. Check in with God before you sin. I Please, like God, forgive me for what I'm about to do. I like your strategy. That's exactly right. So from there, we went to a bar and we ran into a group of people that we knew and somebody bought us two rounds of shots. Okay. Okay. So two rounds of shots? Two rounds of shots. Not simultaneously, but oh. at separate times. Okay. Now I am now drinking a shot of tequila, chasing it with a glass of whiskey. Yes. Okay. Oh, that is a recipe for disaster. It was a recipe for disaster. Yeah. I, I had everything taken care of. There was nothing to worry about. I was being responsible in every sense of the word. Otherwise, uh, of course, but, I, I got to tell you, I ended up feeling like shit last night. Okay. I don't want to go into the whole thing, but I was, I ended up throwing up last night. I, I fell asleep in my sweater with the hoodie up around my face, pushed up against the pillow. Okay. And I'm not proud of this, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Wow. Woke up today. Barely any hangover whatsoever. Barely any hangover whatsoever. I'm telling you, there's something about drinking liquor that's not the sugar from all of the beer. Or the, oh, this is what I'm telling you. Meth and mixing liquor better than red wine. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I'm out here saying it. Kids, come talk to me. I am going to be your liquor Sherpa. Your Slurpa Sherpa. 
When it comes to being your Slurper Sherpa, my name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. my Haitians, and welcome to the show that's stalking you. To my left, a man with more folds than an origami crane, Mr. Tyler. I, I hate that. I hate that. You that's, don't. You don't. I, you have a giant smile on your really face. It's really funny. It's really funny. And I'm sorry. Uh, Mr. Tyler Menendez, Tyler, how you been folding? I mean... I'm sorry, I, man. How, how am I supposed to follow that up? I don't know. It's That's the problem with this show. It's like... I want to be funny, but I also don't want to drag people down. And I have to choose between them. And you always, always see- choose it, Tyler. Yeah. On today's show. It's a secret. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't off-putting whatsoever. And later on today's show, Ryan, I've got a million-dollar idea. We're going to become rich, and we could quit this bullshit. I cannot wait to get off of this 9-to-5 freaking slave garbage. A, a hot microphone, Tyler. It gets oh. old. Uh, and if you do have a million dollar idea, we should definitely record it and send it out to everybody before uh, you copyright it. I've already taken care of that, so don't worry. You mailed it to yourself? I mailed it to myself. Tyler, I need to ask you this quick question because I have so much show to get into. I'm slogging through it with those boots that come up to your navel. He's a man. He's just got so much show to give. I have a lot of show. It's a thick, girthy show, and we're all going to take it in. So vascular. When did being sad become cool, Tyler? I mean, we've built an empire off of it, but when did did we all decide that being sad is cool? Social media. It is a, a that's your answer for everything. A, I mean, a plea for help out to the void of of uh, countless years. What about my so-called life? That was a, a sitcom that was filled with teen angst. I don't know if it's a sitcom, but a drama. Never seen it. It was probably before your time. Probably. F off, Tyler. But I did hear some podcast advertising recently. Okay. And this was their tagline. Okay. Forget about fattening your bank account or slimming your waistline. Here's a resolution you can actually keep. What the hell is that? Yeah, that's pretty effed up. That's the way that we're reaching out to people. Like people are gonna, this is gonna resonate with people. You're a fat loser and we hate you. Yep, yep. That, that was like the motto from the from the gym in uh in dodgeball. Like, come in if you hate yourself, come in and hate yourself a little bit less. We or, can review because it's a funny line and you you, you pooped all over. I just over. tried to make it. I tried to do something. Crushed it. You yeah. crushed it. Yeah. Well, you just said I pooped on it. I, where I come from, that's a positive. No, it's not. We come from the same place. <laughs> well, you were hanging out in the wrong part of the house, Tyler. I just, I think, and maybe that's what this show was going to turn into, but I, man, I, I really want to buck against that trend. I really want to, I mean, I've insulted you five times already, but I really hope that we could do something about that because that is not the life that I want to live. Well, if that is, if that amounts to you insulting me so you can feel better about yourself, I don't agree with that strategy. More folds than an origami crane, ladies and gentlemen. It still hurts every Let's time you say Let's do the it. depression index. No one cares. It really is mean. Do, it's a mean thing to say. It is mean. But in such a creative way. What the Depression Index is, it's a machine that I built with my hands very poorly. Tyler and I crank it up to let you know how down we are and just give this show just a little tiny salt bay dusting of self-help. Tyler, how you doing this week, bro? 
I'm doing all right, Ryan. Uh, for my depression index this Are week, you actually doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Before I'm you doing, start reading from your computer, how, I, are you actually doing all right? I'm doing all right. I'm Great. doing I'm doing I'm about middle of the road this week. Okay. I'm, I've been I've been uh, 6 or 7? I'm just kidding. Now an 8. <laughs> I have been um living uh this past week in a place of of uh I've made some um, discoveries about myself, some more enlightenment towards the the things in my life, which has really freed up a lot of the tension on my shoulders. But at the same time, I've also been feeling those depression symptoms. So it's been like, hey, I'm freeing myself, but the freedom seems to be making me feel worse, which is kind of how it works. Exploring the cavities of your deep inner psyche. Uh, Yeah, I don't stop at the psyche, but you're absolutely right. Exploring your psyche is worse than red wine. It really sucks. It's what awful. is it with you and the red wine? I, I'm just using it as a barometer for this show, just this show yeah, only. Yeah. It's pre-Merlot or post-Merlot. And I love his music. I truly do. I truly do. I knew it was coming. I, I knew it do. was coming. Face tattoos. S the thing of the future. Session 51. Patience. Ryan. Mm -hmm. Like a doctor. It's so easy to get lost. Why do you do this I, to me? I need to be part no, of no, everything. No, no, no. Patience. Patience. Okay. It's so easy to get lost in your thoughts, especially the negative ones. It's also incredibly easy to beat yourself up for those thoughts. For this week's depression index, I want to mention patience. Patience with ourselves, no matter the thought or the action, be patient. And it can be very difficult. It's uh, And you and I say it all the time. As a matter of fact, Tyler and I aren't just bleep holes here on the show. We talk about this stuff behind closed doors all the time. And you say it more than anything. The hardest part is noticing that you've lost your patience. The hardest part is not zeroing in on your frustration and then being frustrated out and out and out exponentially. Absolutely. And being able to be aware of why you're frustrated in that moment is incredibly difficult. Well, I am proud of you, my little origami crane. That doesn't get you out of spinning the machine, Tyler. Get your little nubs over there and give it a whirly go. All I have is this nub of an origami <laughs> origami arm, and it's just going to get shredded in this monster. Paper was a bad way to go. I am a... Uh, you know what? This week, I'm a seven. Whoa, Tyler! One, two, three, four, Tyler, let's go ahead and let's follow the tradition of me gaying it up. Mm -hmm. Now, you and I, like I was just talking about, have talked about this all week, and you'll back me up because I know very often it seems no, like I won't. I'm playing. No, you won't. It seems like I'm playing a character here in this wacky zoo crew of a morning radio show. Mm -hmm. But this is really who I am. And I read somewhere this week, and I've referenced it over and over, that being rejected feels like physical pain. Yes. Your brain takes rejection as physical pain. Yes. Yeah. Like, like something has gone wrong. Yes. And, I, and I've noticed when up against that kind of thing, my body literally reacts to it as if somebody is swinging on me. Mm -hmm. Like it protects me and it is mutated into a really weird situation. Yeah. I have decided, and I told you I was going to gay it up. So uh, prepare yourself. I want to be a UFC fighter of rejection, Tyler. I want to be stripped bare in front of danger and walk into the octagon anyway. You know that I'm committed to this. I've been telling you about these loony stories of me pushing myself so far out of my comfort zone over the last couple months. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I It has been 
um, what's the word? <laughs> I'm scared to hear it. Enthralling. Has it's, it? It's been it's been passionate. It has it's been, been slightly slightly terrifying. I, at I've times. seen it on your face. It's, when I've crossed the line, I, I've noticed. Well, sometimes it, as you as you so aptly uh, described it as a tsunami, the wave being nine feet tall, not coming at you with any force, just kind of falling on top of you as if God had just placed it down like a Lego piece. I've noticed that earlier in the morning, the more the more likely you are to get that look on your face of just like looking up at a bear as it stands on its hind well, legs. Well, I just, yeah, there are certain mornings where I will just I get it. sink deeper into my couch. I'm trying to, to be more aware of it. So what I'm saying is like UFC fighters, could you imagine going into an octagon and literally just being punched in the face and being part of that? Oh yeah, I could totally do that. That seems pretty believable. Yeah. See, I can't. I can't. And I wonder, do you think that they are like that at the beginning or they build that up over time? Or is this just a nature versus nurture conversation where it's always in the middle somewhere? Uh, well, definitely that last thing to a certain degree, but I will say that it takes a certain type of personality to even pursue that kind of career. I agree with you. One, that yeah. You want to build your, your, your life and your family and your career, like you said, on being the baddest man in the room. Yeah, well look at look at Jorge Masvidal where he was he grew up and he was in poverty and And look and, at his political views. And he please don't say that. <laughs> he just He's a very, very tough man who knows how to kill people. I don't, so does QAnon. I don't want any part of that. Um, but the thing is is that you look at him and he he grew up in, in bad situation and he fought. He used to open for Kimbo Slice yep. and he fought in backyards for, yeah, for, but for money and stuff like that. There are plenty of people who go through hardships just like him that do not wind up fighting to survive. You're exactly right. So, so I think that while it, the situation he was put in made him do it, it's also the type of personality of it. And I love it. And, and that's maybe that's what it takes is that you have to be crazy to realize that you don't want what the world is offering you. And I am that type of crazy. And I, I, I'm here for it, man. And I am seeing no matter how much your brain doesn't want to show you how much progress you've made, I am noticing my progress in the minute. And I am going to be the UFC fighter of rejection, which is just the lamest title of all time. Are you going to wear those tiny little boy shorts that they wear? I was thinking the unitard. I know not a lot of people rock that in the UFC, but I'm bringing it back. Mammal toe, baby. And that is the Depression Index. Has anyone ever fought in the UFC in a banana hammock before? <laughs> <laughs> he poked me in the eye, and I think that's against the rules. Party boy over here on this side. Woo! Oh, sorry. A ball slipped out. Sorry, it is rude to point. Um... I was listening to another podcast this week called Hidden Brain, and it's all about the different kind of um, psychological things from different perspectives, and they bring in Ooh. different uh, people who are specialists in different areas. Very right? cool. Very cool. One of the things that I thought was really interesting, and I think it is starting to apply to everything that we do, and that is Uber had this problem. Uber, have you heard of it, Tyler? Uh, I've heard of it. Describe it to the people so everybody's on our same page. Uh, it's Uber is basically a company where they pretend that their workers aren't workers, and then they have them ferry people around in their cars and pay them. It's very a ride-sharing app. Don't bring your politics into everything, Tyler. Oh, I, you just told me to describe Jeez, it. Jeez, from Hil my perspective, Hillary twenty twenty four, buddy. So they had a real problem where. People were going and doing something out of their comfort zone, having people get into their car, doing all these things that really made them uncomfortable. And they were loose. They were having a lot of turnover where what they were doing was, you know, they were having somebody come out and look at your car. They were losing money on the whole deal. Mm -hmm. So what they started doing is they would give you the information for the next ride before you get to drop off 
the other person that was in your car currently. Gotcha. And I'm actually very familiar with all this because I have played a lot of crazy taxi in my life, Tyler. So I understand how this works. Of course. I've played a lot of GTA. So, you know, tomato, tomato. And that's why they will not let you be an Uber driver anymore, <laughs> Taxi Tyler. murder, whatever, same thing. So, and they saw a huge uptick in giving somebody's brain the next step before they have a chance to start working it out on their own. You know who else uses this kind of innovative technology to keep us enslaved, Tyler? The media? Uh, sure, yes, but I'm trying, to, I'm trying to sharpen it down to where you can see it in your own life. Wolf Blitzer. Specifically Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> you son of a bitch! I am no longer your cub. Uh, oh, that, that beard, though. I would mm, I'm would. i not fantastic. gay, but maybe. Netflix. The way that they do that thing with the little button where you don't need to do anything... Uh, where you don't need to do anything to be into the next one. Your brain says, okay, I'm already here. Four more, and then I'll get up. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, how dare you? I, that pissed me off so much. Are you still there? Yes, I'm still on the couch after 10 hours. Don't ask me. Just play the next episode. That's being, don't judge yeah. me. It's like them delivering you a pizza without cutting any slices. Like, okay, I know I'm going to eat this whole fucking thing, but you don't have to tell me what to do. <laughs> Could you just make an effort? Now I got to fold it up like a hoagie and just eat it. Oh, it actually it, sounds kind of delicious. It's an Italian taco, Tyler. <laughs> and this isn't something that just started with the internet. This goes all the way back to McDonald's. Would you like fries with that? Where you're putting the next you're putting the next step in somebody's mind before they can make a decision for themselves. It's upselling. That's how you ensnare the human population. Session 52 coming out soon. Get ready for it, ladies and gentlemen. Tyler, you ready for Weekend Review? Absolutely. Let's get it. Now, Tyler... I got a I got a weird follow up double kind of weekend review, and for people who don't know what what's the problem? All up in my ears with that sound. What's the problem? Hey, let me do it. What weekend review is is I just oh, is we go back to the things that we said last week because Ryan and I are just always talking out of our that Brack. And, yep, and we have to go back and we have to correct ourselves and call each other out and call ourselves out, right? And for the entertainment of all of you, it's what the show is built on. What this world needs is people who enjoy being wrong more. And yeah. I know I do this all the time as a joke, but I'm dead ass serious. No, no. Thing. And that, that is absolutely true. And even as we say that, and I could not agree with them more, we will acknowledge that we still, even knowing that, get caught up in our, our own uh, um, anger sometimes. And ego. And I know that I'm 100% right about this. <laughs> Tyler, last week, I, as a shameful admission, I said that I have been recently listening to music not unlike a preteen in terms of finding a song that I fall in love with and literally listening to it on a loop when I'm in the gym in okay. an embarrassing fashion. All right. That makes sense. Now, two-parter, you also told me about that Feel the Love Childish Gambino cover. Uh -huh. Have I listened to that song an embarrassing amount of time since? I hope so. Meet <laughs> Dude, that is one of the best songs. And I know this is not the place for that. That is one of the best songs I have heard. It may be, it may be my favorite rap song uh, in a, a very long time. It's an excellent song. Excellent song. If people want to go out there, and I know they're not here for my music recommendations, it, I think it's so hard to, to read these, these DJs' music anymore because there's so many remixes. There's so many guys on it. It's the Gettysburg Address. Yep. Who wrote this damn song? Yep. yep. Who by, is this? By the time, by the sixth iteration, you have an army of producers behind and it. And you're looking at it on Spotify, and the thing needs to scroll through, <laughs> and you're like, bro, I got to be at brunch on Tuesday. Can we get this popping here? So can we get this popping 
and brunch in the same sentence, ladies and gentlemen. Do you we, not see what I'm wearing, we, Tyler? We need like a cowbell. Ding, 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 ding. People who go to brunch on Tuesday say poppin'. <laughs> I believe it's by a group called Rudimental, and the original song is featuring John Newman, who I believe is singing in it. Yep. Now, there's 50 other people on this version of it, but just look for the one with Childish Gambino. It is incredible. Excellent. And and for me, I'm going to take this to a different place, which is kind of what the show is. And if you're listening to this, that's what you're here for. I think when I find something I like, music, a movie, because if I'm going to sit down and watch a movie, which I very rarely do, I want to watch a movie that I already know that I love. I want to take it in more. Yeah, yeah. A book. I, I have read books over and over and over again because I think with my personality type, I want to take in the information. I want to understand how the hell you wrote Gone Girl. That is like one of the best suspenseful books ever. I wish I could write it. I want to take that information in. What's your take on that? I totally get it. I only like to read books I've already read. I don't eat on an empty stomach. What, what the hell does that mean, Tyler? Ryan, last week we discussed yes. Patton Oswalt's late wife, and I said that many people die every year from getting the wrong dose slash prescription due to their doctor's bad handwriting. Her name's Michelle McNamara. Stop calling her Patton Oswalt's <sighs> wife. You're, absolute, you're absolutely Say right. Say 1912, you're absolute, caveman. And the rest of that was unnecessary. Are um, <laughs> I feel bad on the inside. I mean, she and on the outside. Mostly. Are doctors dickheads? Oh, wow. You think doctors are dickheads? That's awful. <laughs> Wait a minute. You kind of threw me up in the air there. A 2006 study found that 7,000 people died every year due to receiving the wrong dose dose or prescription. Although, while I don't have any numbers in front of me, my assumption is those numbers have declined steadily due to everything being done Electronic. over a computer now. There is no handwriting. Yeah, and that's, you know what? It's just sad that we're losing that part of ourselves. You know what I mean? Coming home with the street lights, everybody sitting around the kitchen table, dad dying from an overdose of Percodin. Yeah, the good times. Yeah, make it's just when, when, when Americans were Americans. When I hear make America great again, that's what I think about. Polio. Bring back polio. The good times. Yeah, don't you remember when you used to be able to sit at all times and nobody <laughs> would talk shit to you and you get to wear a really kick-ass blanket? It wasn't that it wasn't that position. It just rusted that way after I got rained on. Somebody put me back up the right way. <laughs> Somebody come and stand me up. <laughs> all right. I've got another weird one. I'm really blending the idea of how we're doing weekend review this time because I don't like to follow rules, Tyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I'm doing a weekend review about something that we did not talk about on the show. Okay. Oh, I like that. Weekend review from our personal lives. Did I look up what a Merkin is and was I disappointed? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. I looked up what a Merkin is. Was I disappointed? No. Do you know what this is, Tyler? I have no idea. This is the sound of turtles having sex. <laughs> Sounds like he's getting it. He is totally getting Damn. it. Damn. Do you remember one time we went to of a, course. a turtle sanctuary in Costa Rica? Well, it was a an animal sanctuary and there were turtles I Every. thought it was a tortoise sanctuary. Nonetheless, whatever there we and we went at the right time. Gross, because it was like a John Holmes movie in there. There was turtles a humping, bro. They there, were just shelling it out, shell on shell action. It was unbelievable. I hated it. I loved it. Hated it. Sweet, sweet turtle dick. A merkin is. Do you know what a merkin is? No idea. Make a merkin great again. It is a pubic hair wig. 
a pubic hair wig, Tyler. Why is that a thing? It is a cooch toupee, Tyler. Wow. Um, it would look like jerry curls, I would think. You know what it is? Uh, if you go back far enough, lice was a real problem. Okay, and and there were times where people had to really worry about the scourge of the seven spaces, as it were, and they had to shave. Now, the deal is the way that we feel about pubic hair now, where we just have a, an utter disregard for it, mm -hmm. it has not always been that way. Much like heavyset women at one point was the standard for beauty. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you right now what I believe is the fact of the show. And very rarely do I do this. Wow. Fact of the show, ladies and gentlemen. I really believe this is the fact of the show. Now, before I tell you what it is, and I hate saying this, but it's true. Normally, I have to dumb the show down for the audience. Okay. I really need to water it down because you guys have such... Uh, uh, the attention span has gone the way of the buffalo, Tyler. Please don't go anywhere, guys. Please keep listening. So now this one, I'm not gonna I'm gonna read this directly off Grantland.com because it's just so interesting and well worded, okay? Uh, okay. Cleopatra, heard of her? I have. Okay, what do you know about Cleopatra Tyler? She was in charge of uh of the building of the pyramids, wasn't I she? I heard her pussy sphinx. Cleopatra was known. Did you just ask me that question just I, I so swear, you could get to your joke? I swear to you, I just came up with that. I swear to you, I just came up with that. That is not a joke. Cleopatra was known for her beautiful, long, luxurious pubic hair. Really? Yes. Which she proudly wore and brushed with oil and she would show it to people and she would admire it in the shiny marble floors. Cleopatra, Tyler. I mean, that's a queen that I could follow. That is incredible. That is incredible. You think that I'm imagining straight hair, right? If you're putting oil in it and brushing it out, no, are you seeing like, no. like sunny and share hair? It, it can't be. It, it, is there such a thing as straight pubic hair? Is that a thing? But if you're brushing it out all the time, what if you got one of those little flatteners? I'm just saying, is that? Cle did you just ask? Did you just recommend Cleopatra had a hair straightener? I'm sure that they could probably heat it up over a fire or something like that. <laughs> she lived an opulent life, Tyler. Have you ever? She, she have did. you seen the pyramids, bro? She did. She really did. A coochie toupee. Ryan, last week we were discussing Saturn's seven rings, and you asked why gravity doesn't drag the comets down to the surface, and why are the rings flat? Am I about to give you an answer that will leave you filled to the brim with knowledge? I'm glad you looked this up because I saw it in my book and I'm like, I don't care about that. <laughs> Can you please stop this? <laughs> I can't speak over Tyler, the let finish. Don't make me lean over the, the table. As to why they're flat, let's just say it was a lot of science speaking and it would bore the shit out of the audience. But basically it said that the different objects, in this case, the, co the comets and whatnot, uh, moving randomly, which they did in the beginning, will eventually begin to move in the same direction as they collide with one another and the gravity takes them. You also asked why the comets and whatnot. Wow, don't that is really interesting. It is. I'm and shocked that you've you've never done this on the show before. This is a this is a show of first, ladies and absolutely. gentlemen. Absolutely. You also asked why the comets and whatnot don't fall down to the planet. The answer is. <laughs> Well, you're doing more than one question. Come on, Tyler. Be a professional, man. The, they, you also asked, please, please turn this off. Jeez, this is, I my God, I am going to replace you the, with a turtle. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of workplace sexual harassment. I'll tell you that right now. Turtle, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, you also asked why comets and whatnot don't fall down to the planet. Spit it out, Tyler. Why are you having such trouble? <laughs> the answer is they are. Oh, are they? They are. But due to gravitational forces, they're orbiting the planet much like our moon does with Earth. 
Uh, it's estimated that they'll be gone in roughly 100 million years, which is actually a really incredibly short time given well, that the planet is 4 billion years wow, old. Wow. So this actually- But not, won't new comets come in in that time? We don't know. I mean, over, over a span of time, they say that these rings are estimated to only be about 300 million years old, which means that other planets like Uranus and and uh, and Saturn and all these other planets could have actually had rings in the past. And wow. We just, we just didn't get to see them. Wow. Fun fact. It was Saturn or Jupiter. Which was it where it rains diamonds? Do you recall? It might have been both. Um, we can review part two because we've done this before. I, I actually believe that that's your uh, Uranus. The planet, not, okay. not not Uranus. It's where it's where carbon turns into graphite, I believe. It and once it it, the atmospheric pressure pushes it, turns it into a diamond because of the pressure. Well, and incredible, not, and not just planet that, Earth. Am I right? Not just that. The density and the gravity are so uh, tumultuous or so heavy that under the surface of the planet, it's actually like a liquid it's diamond, like a molten where, lava kind of deal. Yep. You and I are just undulating gas bags, Tyler. Much like Uranus. That one's about your butt. This show scares the bleep out of me, okay? Because yeah. it, what happens is it calls into question, much like what we're doing right at this very moment, things that we've said forever, and then we go and we look it up. These are things that I have perched my identity on, Tyler. So I go and look them up, and I find out, am I really as cool as I think? And it's a scary process. It really I, is. I really want them it to be really true. Is. And if I find out, it's almost like finding out one of those stories is false. It's finding out a part of myself is right. false. Right, and it leads me back to, and apropos of, to some degree, what we're talking about, Getting to know yourself is worse than red wine, ladies and gentlemen. But not as bad as meth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somewhere in there. If you do meth, you get to know yourself. I'll tell you that right now. And your taste for flesh. None of it good. <laughs> Last week, I told you that crystals are the same molecularly as they are on their surface. Uh -huh. Am I wrong about that? Yes. No. No? No. Now, when you did that thing, I thought that you looked it up as well. I did. I couldn't find any information. I was oh. just going to say that I couldn't find any information, so we'll call it a draw. Oh, okay. Here's what I got for you, because it it, it, it took a little bit of Googling. Yeah, I got so bored of this one so fast. Listen to this. As a crystal, and I think that this is amazing, and I swear to you, and I know that I always pull it into this corner, in some way, I do believe that this is proof of, of of a larger entity. That this is so perfect that this couldn't happen on accident. Don't uh, don't bring your politics in here, Ryan. Get him, Jesus! <laughs> As a crystal grows, the pattern that makes it a certain shape will be repeated over and over. So the crystal will always keep the same shape as it gets bigger. That is really cool. Isn't that incredible? It's very cool. The crystal elements that a crystal is made of are what tell the crystal what shape it will be. Mm. So in other words, if you were to take a crystal and break off a little piece and put it into a microscope, you would look in there and see the same shape. Very cool. That's friggin' amazing, Very bro. cool. I love that. Mm. I love that. Oh, no, my third one was that, but you you did it already, oh, so okay. I'm good. All I'm right, good. I, I have one more. Go for it. Tyler, last week you said that people can get, and I want to make sure I, I, I get this perfectly right, quote, fat with AIDS, unquote. Is that right? I can't imagine. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and take a break. Let's regroup. It was an analogy. We're supposed to be a research podcast. It was podcast, an analogy. And you are tainting. I'm, I'm about to tell these teachers to shut this podcast off, Tyler. <laughs> let's go ahead and take a break. You and I will come back and we'll send out some more disinformation. Sounds good. Those guys. Drown to death. You hate. 
and a box of tequila. I woke up this morning and I found some red circles and I'm a little worried about it. Where are they? <laughs> Where aren't they, Tyler? Because they could be the Black Plague. Or I guess those were black circles. Well, my doctor said it was an anus and I'm going for a second opinion. Mm. Well, be sure to get that thing checked. My elbow hurts in two places and the guy said, don't go back to those places. And I'm like, this is malpractice. You will be hearing from my lawyer, sir. Tyler, times have shifted for bad jokes. Infancy has been extended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're living in a in a futuristic utopia. There was a time where you it was your civil duty to die of gonorrhea at 22. Yeah, otherwise you just didn't care enough about yeah, your, your neighbors. And you're sucking down society. I mean, what are we going to do with you, grandpa? Along with moonshine. They were drinking moonshine all the time, Ryan. It was, it, you know, just drinking it by the barrel full. I think by were. the bathtub full, actually. Mm -hmm. Now, this is my point. We talked about this a bunch. That's basically what this podcast is. Tyler and I talking about things that we talk about a bunch. People no longer are living till their 40s. They are now living to their hundreds in a lot of circumstances, right? Especially in Japan. If you die in your 70s, people will say like, oh, wow, he was still kind of young. You know, like, wow, that's too early to go. If you if somebody lived to their 70s, you know, a, a few decades ago, you're like, damn, yeah. what did he do? You're like a Greek god. Yeah. And I will tell you that that has now changed. And I'm wondering if that is changing the human experience, like where that is changing the way that we think about things, because now we have more time. Absolutely. I'm just saying that people in their 30s and 40s seem like teenagers to me now. Is that is that noticeable or? Well, <laughs> <laughs> right. I, well, it's, people are living with their parents in their 30s and I, stuff like that. And it's just the norm. Of course. Of course. And I think what we're seeing is there's going to be a shift because, as you said, we're living in, I, I mean, especially with because technology begets technology, people's lives are going to continue to extend. And what happens when people are 150 years can live to 150? People are not going to want to do the 40 hour weeks for a hundred years. I don't want to do it right now, Tyler. At, at all. And, and I could die at any minute. And we're starting to see that shift now. There, yes. There's talks of, of shortening the work week. So Knock it off, Elon Musk. Enjoy their, their days more, their weeks more. People should not have to hate five out of the seven days of their lives. That's just America, though, man. It's not like this in the rest of the world. I, I know Japan and, that's what I'm saying. and China have their own well, China particular uh, issues. Chi you know, North hey, Chinese, chill. You guys don't have to worry so hard. China and North Korea are, are rough on the, the work front. Right, of course. Yeah. Um, but I just think that that's something that's interesting to notice. Now, before we get into your segment. Best part of the show. But actually, let's do your segment first. Okay. And then I have a little game that will play. Wow. You wanted to get to my segment first, huh? Best part of the show. I, I'm oh. salivating at the groin for it, Tyler. <laughs> I think they call that pre-cum. Feeling loose. <laughs> Feeling loose. Yeah. No wonder. I think I call it pre-cum. Why would you do that? I mean, I'm just trying to be scientific. Poison this the is, show. This is being uh, played in science classes. Can you get pregnant with pre-cum? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, kids in your classrooms, getting pregnant is worse than meth. Go, Tyler. Man's got a point. Yeah, kids. listen, listen, to Uncle Ryan. Honestly, Ryan, yes. I'd like to play a little game during our segment. Do you want to play a game? 
I have a few questions for you sprinkled throughout the segment in an effort for the audience to get to know you a little better. Okay, let's do this. This is a unique opportunity to learn more about your tastes. I don't like exposing my soft underbelly, Tyler, and you know that. No, that's okay. You're going to be, well, we'll see how it goes. Now, for this... Damn, nature, you scary. Oh, boy, a blast from the past. We are going to talk about cannibalism or the act of one person eating another. Which is called? Cannibalism. Okay. (laughs) There is fossil evidence of a Neanderthal that was eaten by other Neanderthals, which dates back 100,000 years ago. Did they study the poop? How did they how did they figure that out? Because did, because of the way the bones were arranged, yeah. it was found that the Neanderthals uh that were surrounding him um it was were, like ritualistic were, were cracking the bone to get to the bone marrow. Hmm. Have you ever eaten bone marrow? Uh, I don't think so. I haven't either. No. Let's go find ourselves a Neanderthal. I hear it's delicious. <laughs> uh there is uh evidence of human of a human relative known as Homo intercessor. Nailed it. Which used to hunt their own kind 900,000 years ago. Think about that. The most dangerous game. You never <laughs> hunt man. I guess that wasn't man, was it? Yeah, it was a, rel- a close relative No, of then ours. he's good. I think he's fine. Yep. What might shock you to learn is that it is still alive and well today. I know you know it. You're you're a weirdo. Oh, oh cannibalism. I thought you were talking about a homo trapezius. No. <laughs> I was like, damn, what is he, like living on an island? I'm- no. Ryan. Yes. Fiji. You heard of it? I absolutely have, and I know where we're going. Fiji, apparently, I've just learned this this week, used to be known as Cannibal Island. I did not know that. And believe it or not, while the practice has mostly died out uh, in recent years, I'm assuming it's not great for tourism, there is still a group of cannibals that live in the Naihihi Caves. Okay, first of all, nailed it. Thank you. Second of all, the name was Cannibal Island, and they changed it to... Fiji? Yeah. Whoever is in charge of PR over there, their their family should be eaten. Well, <laughs> they were. I think the uh, the name of the island was always Fiji, but what it came to be known as to everybody around was Cannibal Island. You you want to do a su- uh, avoid Cannibal Island. I, I guess I'm seeing it on the brochures now, and I could imagine that being some sort of an issue. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Unless I, Unless you were a cannibal, then you were, I mean, one-way ticket, baby. <laughs> Boom time. <laughs> Ryan, if you were going to try human, what section would you buttocks. choose? What? The buttocks? Uh, either the buttocks. Uh, and and I, Well, I have to think about this, obviously. The buttocks, the cheeks, and the wiener. <laughs> I'm glad you gave it some time to think In about. In that order. To let it, you know, marinate, pun well, intended. You, you always go for the best part last. You're looking at it. I'm just, th- that's what I would go for. I hear cheeks are a delicacy. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm, yeah. What about you? Uh, no, this isn't about me. I'm oh. just asking you oh, questions. Oh. This is us learning about you, I, Ryan, the, the person. This is a dateline, and I feel like you're building a case against me. <laughs> Everything's a dateline to you, Ryan. <laughs> this is a fancy interrogation yeah. room. I like it. Love what you've done with the yep, place. It's nice. You have the uh, the very interesting practices like the uh, Agori. A sect of only 20 Indian monks that drink from human skulls and cover their bodies 
in the burnt remains of other people, but they don't kill people. They only use the recently deceased. Okay. I, you know what? It's like hunters using up all of the animal. I could totally dig it, man. Yeah. 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 I mean, if, if the person is uh, consenting to it, then yeah, man, let them do their thing. What about that guy? And you just made me think about this. And I hope I'm not stepping on. No, your no, 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 no. You're good. There's a guy speaking of consenting to it who found another guy on the. Are you going to talk about no, this? No, no. Found another guy on the Internet who signed some sort of waiver to let him eat his wiener. And I'm not doing a deal here. Like, yep. it's actually true. While the guy was still alive, he tried some of his own wiener. Yes, up. yes. We actually I actually did this segment uh, in session zero and we talked about him. Oh yeah, that's and right. And we, and he, we yes, looked it up. as he said, there was a cannibal, uh, forum yeah. and he got in contact with somebody else and this man consented to him eating his wiener and he tried some <laughs> himself and then he stabbed him through the heart with like yeah. a, a hunter's knife yeah. and then consumed him. You it, know what that is? That's like the monkey paw version of every little boy's wish. I, I wish I could get my wiener in my mouth. This guy did it, but in the worst possible way, Tyler. I mean, there's a segment idea, right? There's a monkey paw segment I, in there somewhere. I, I have done. I think I even have um, a sound on my computer of monkey paw theater. Oh, I do remember yeah, something like that. Yeah. There's also downright horrid stories like the one from 2013 where Sinefasi Makello nailed it all over the place. Thank you. A representative of the, and I hope I'm saying this right. The Mbuti pygmies in the Republic of Congo pleaded in front of the UN to assist his people as the rebels in the region were literally hunting his people down in the forest. The lucky ones were killed quickly. Yeah. The unlucky ones were eaten alive hmm. due to the rebels believing that eating people would give them magic power. Of course you take on their power yep. and eating somebody alive. It's like the, the, the farm to table kind of idea before the whole thing got kicked off. It is not farm people, to table. It is going to the farm. People and, dressed like me sitting there <laughs> sucking on a kidney, Tyler. <laughs> it is going into the farm and just biting on yeah. the chicken's neck. Biting a cow's ear off. <laughs> Farm to mouth. Ryan, yes. for our next question for you. Okay. Let's say I'm going to be a little bit more apprehensive about I, this one. I had, let's say I had a nice juicy cut of buttocks. Okay. How would you like it prepared before you eat it? And what would you pair it with? Okay. I'm obviously going to have it with a nice Merlot. That goes without saying. Mm. And I would like to have the drink first, please, so I can get ready for this tender, tender piece of meat. And, and, uh, it, and it will only be the sweetest of that. I want... Oh, that was rude. Yeah. I want it... I want it to be on the grill. I, isn't that the way that you get the, the the taste of the meat is on the grill? I mean, what do I look like, Guy Fieri? I got to tell you, I've always burned it every time I've eaten ass. And, um... Wait, I, you burned it? What does that mean? Tyler, Tyler, I'm in the middle of a thought. That's not even a good innuendo. With a lighter. And, and oh. I have... Uh, I guess I would want it on the grill with the right kind of seasoning and, and that salt where it gets that crust on it. You know, when you put salt on the grill, I'm getting too deep into this, but I'm just saying paired with a nice Merlot, I think it could be great in the springtime. So this is you being cautious towards the question that I was going to ask. I'm really holding back from saying what I really think. <laughs> and it's not easy. I'll tell you that right now. Mm, how interesting. Mm, this how, is going to be used against me in an open court one day. How interesting, Ryan. Am I doing okay on this? You're this doing quiz? great. You okay. are, listen, if there was the look on your face is making me feel a bit worried. If there was an ability to pass the Rorschach test, you have passed it, my friend. I want a lie detector. I think I could take it down. I swear to you. You mean with like a baseball bat like they did in office space? No, with, with the nurse, printer? No, with just pure narcissism, Tyler. 
<laughs> Something that Ryan and I drop from time to time is the disease guru, which is similar to mad cow disease and occurs when you eat a human brain. I mean, it can it can occur when you eat any part of the human, but the bacteria that it requires it's to get it. The proteins, right? The proteins yeah. are, are, are mostly built up in the brain. Right. So in other words, what happens, it's, it's called the laughing disease where you eat human brain and what can happen is you get kuru k-u-r-u and it breaks your body down in the most incredible ways it's incredibly debilitating and towards the end you start uncontrollably laughing as your body is contorted in all these different ways it, yeah it is a neurodegenerative disorder yeah. uh which like you said starts with shakes and it ends in death every time incredible yeah. and, it, and it distorts you to the full it sounds like one of the worst deaths possible. It is. I even have it in here. It seems like it's I actually wrote down. It has an incubation period of 10 to 13 years. You could go without knowing that you have it for a decade. One such case was recorded 50 years before the disease struck. I looked this up for this show. That is a fact that will stay with me forever. Yep. You, 50 years later, it's like all these datelines where you get popped for a crime with DNA. Yeah. I mean, you could live your whole life and then just suffer un, unimaginably at the very end because Incredible. of a, just because of a decision you made once when you were a teenager. Oh, that's it exactly right. It was a right. single decision. Do I have to suffer at the end of my life because I just wanted to explore all this that this earth has to offer? It was the 70s. It was a different time. <laughs> You wouldn't get it. <laughs> it's just a hippies, man. We were yeah. just doing what we wanted. Free love, even with your intestines. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and it's um, you begin to uh, tremble uncontrollably until it gets uh, so bad you're unable to walk unassisted. And the thing yeah. is, a really crazy fact that I learned about this is that this started with the with the specific people. In Fiji, I it happened specifically to them because it was it was a ritual, right? It was a ritualistic uh, practice where they would eat their yeah. recent dead because they thought that that was releasing their soul. But do I remember correctly that they gave the brain to the kids in the women specifically to the kids in right. the women because so, that was part of the ritual? So it was Guru was affecting primarily the women and the children. Bro, I actually learned information. You did. This is in you my did. in my noggin. I mean, dude. the one time you finally learn and it's a step all over my dick. I I, I really <laughs> did piss all over your segment. I, just, I, I was thinking it. I, I know. I thought you were just mentioning it. I didn't know you were going to talk about I, the whole I, thing. I was I was looking at you and I'm like, man, at first, I'm so proud of him for being able to pull this up out of nowhere. Two, I really hate him for doing this to me. You, you, first of all, your segment really engaged me. And number two, when it comes to this stuff, I need everybody to know how smart I am. And it's disgusting. when it comes to being amazing. My name is Ryan. It's disgusting. Then come, like you said, bastard, uncontrollable bursts of laughter. Now you, this is a neurodegenerative disease. You are shrinking into yourself. You're becoming super yeah. depressed, super mopey, like just, a, like a prune, just somebody yeah. that, that I would not want to hang out with. You sound like a, like a real asshole to yeah. be around. Oh my God. You're bringing down this party, John, go I, to your room. I hate it. I hate it. You and your Kuru need to leave, but they well, can't, well, you need a sweep room to get true. them out of there. It's true. While they are shrinking into themselves, they are shouting out bursts of laughter. Yeah. Almost, almost painful looking. Yes. Yeah. It's like if somebody's tickling you and you're laughing, but it's terrible. Then do you like being tickled? I, no, no. Does anybody thing, like being tickled? The, the feeling of being tickled is an anxiety uh, reaction by your body. It's actually it's your body. The, panicking. La the laughing. Yeah. Why can't you tickle yourself? Because you know you're not in danger because you know you're not in danger. I'm going to work on that. Then 
you lose the ability to even sit up on your own. Yeah. Then incontinence sets in. You just pooping all over yourself. Incontinence, he said. Incontinence. And then finally, ulcerated wounds begin mm. to appear, which are easily infected. Not a whole lot of hand sanitizer out in the middle of the jungle. It's yeah, a, if you're gonna if you're gonna eat brains, make sure that you're in a place with air conditioning. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Close to a 24 hour urgent care center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or those CVS. Some of those CVSs have places yeah. where they'll check you out. Yeah, it's a slow, terrible way yeah, to die. It really is, and it's like a Batman plot where you're like dying and you're laughing. Uh, you know. That's, yeah, yeah, and then you just want to inflict terror on everybody it's else. Disconcerting, Ryan. For our final question, uh-huh. to learn about Ryan Menendez. I don't like what I've seen so far. I just It's going really well. Okay, good. You're, going you so talk well. me back out onto the ledge, Tyler. <laughs> Ryan, if you could eat one person in history, who would it be? JFK. What? Really? Yeah. You know what? So JFK's butt, to be specific. I would eat it like one of those lobster rolls that they do in Boston. It would be a whole theme. I would do it for the show. I, you know, actually, you know what? Maybe I would make it personal because I don't want this to take away from it. And and uh, just to clarify to the audience out there, I promise you, I promise you, this is not a skit. We did not practice this beforehand. The fact that he is coming up with these answers like that oh. is incredible and slightly off point. I want to be here for you. I'm trying to be a good teammate. I, I did the Kuru thing. You JFK, have, okay? You have never been more on point. Just ever. fried, kids. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, and what side would you pick with him? Um, I would like some sort of a mashed potato served in Jackie Onassis's famous pillbox hat. Oh, I was thinking that you would just stuff some into his butt cheeks and then just. I'm not going to have cheeks. They're going to be separate. Am I getting both cheeks? No, I would think. What am I, a friggin' king? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you got the whole thing. And you got to finish it like that fat kid in Matilda had to finish that chocolate cake. I am definitely going to need a box. What's a vagina going to do to help you with this butt? You know, uh, if you finish up both cheeks, you get it for free. Two, all, two on the money on my part. I, di- I actually didn't even hear you. I was already launched into my own. Good, good. Uh, what about all the forced cannibalism, Ryan? What about all the forced, the forced cannibalism? Where's their forced cannibalism? We spoke of the first settlement the Brit- of the British in North America, Jamestown, Virginia. Remember, okay. the settlers were cut off from trade routes by the indigenous people that were there, and they had to resort to cannibalism until another ship showed oh, up. Oh, sure. Months later, sure. and they showed up, and there was like 20 people there, 30 people yeah. there out of the 500 that started. The Donner, but that's not forced cannibalism. I mean, that's kind of- Your they, situation forces you oh, into- okay. Oh, yeah, I don't mean- no, if somebody, dude, we're all just one step away from being forced cannibalism. But I'm talking about the situations that we're doing. Or you could, the, the Donner party? The Donner party, absolutely. We could talk about those people that got lost, the soccer team that got lost up in the in the Andes. mountains. Don't care about them. Why? The, because they're that's a boring story. We already know how it ended. A bory. Okay. But what about the the Soviet famine of 1932, Ryan? We talk about this one all the time. The you, Soviet famine. You I know the, can't shut up about this yeah, famine. He's yeah. just famine this and Soviet famine that. It's my ringtone. 1932. We get it, Ryan. Jeez. Uh, I know about the Irish famine. I don't know about the Soviet famine. Hitler gets all the props for baddest bitch. I don't know that we should say that. But we really need to discuss Stalin more. This guy was an absolute son of a bitch. A son of a bitch. Yeah, he wasn't a great guy from all that I've consumed. The Great Famine of 1932, known in Ukraine as Holodomor, 
which literally translates to murder through starvation. Okay. They made up a word for it, like schadenfreude. The, the, term, the term kulak was made up to designate peasants that owned eight or more acres of land. Okay. Basically, the, above, uh, the upper middle class. Sure. In Stalin's own words, they needed to be, quote unquote, liquidated as a class. Wow. So when famine struck, he not only did it help, but actively made decisions which made matters worse. That turns me on so much when leaders talk about actual human people as statistics. I love that. That's a boner right there, man. Liquidate that class. I'm about to liquidate my trousers. Uh, Doing a podcast, Tyler. Yeah, yeah no, you're absolutely. Let's just keep it moving. Uh, Get he, your news here, kids. He took all, all, all agriculture through forced collectivization. And while precise numbers are hard to come by uh, due to none of this being recorded, it's estimated Stalin starved. Six million people throughout Ukraine and Kazakhstan. Some estimates have the number as high as 10 million people. It's the ultimate weapon, man. It's like the Hunger Games. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he was not only starving people out, but he also deployed troops to make people uh, make sure people couldn't leave. So people were just waiting to die. Yeah. Men turned to thieves. Women turned to prostitutes. And then it finally got so bad that uh, there's a story that I wrote down. I know I'm going long, so I'm just going to close this out. There was a story of a mother killing her youngest child to feed the other two. That's how bad it got. You had to sacrifice now, one of your kids. How how are you making that decision? The the youngest one is easiest to uh, to take. Uh, yeah, and and it got so bad. Oh, here we go. It got so bad that a so the Soviet regime had to print posters that said to eat your own children is a barbarian act. They had to remind yeah. people not yeah. to eat their kids. Yeah, you got to mention that. And by the end of this, or during this time, 2,500 people were arrested for eating their neighbors. Well, it worries me that we haven't been talking about that more. I mean, with this coronavirus and everything, people are about to start losing their jobs. I'm worried about, you know, what we're discussing. Well, theft in uh, theft of food skyrocketed, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, oh, oh, Ryan, did I say that was the last question? One more question. Ryan. Yeah. One more question. Ryan, if you had to choose one person throughout history to eat you, who would it be? If I had to choose one person throughout history yeah. to eat me. They get to they get to to, to enjoy the the, the I don't know tastes I, of Ryan. I don't know that I want to be eaten. Yeah, um, yeah, but but gun to your head, you I have don't know. To. Uh I mean friggin' I I would say Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal, and here's why. He looks like a man who really enjoys a meal. Big bites? Uh, uh, not even that. It's just he looks like he would really enjoy me. I want to be enjoyed. Why not? Like Gordon Ramsay would be like, what is this? You call this a penis? <laughs> Was that your Gordon Ramsay? I don't know. And I don't know why he's going after my midsection. How, how very interesting. Yeah. How okay. very interesting. And Ryan, that is damn nature. You scary. Cannibalism as just a general topic is a terrifying aspect of nature because it has been displayed in lots of different um, species. We are animals, bro. I mean, that is the fact of the matter. If you're put down to your limit, you will do what you have to do. And because just like human beings, when things get mixed up in the, in the, in the tapioca that is your brain, sometimes people enjoy it. Yeah, but thankfully, as a human, we get to enjoy the taste of humans. Yeah, I... I At least we can, we can appreciate the tastes of your neighbor's penis. The subtleties of the penis. Mm -hmm. Tyler, we're running very long. Now, I, this is something that we need to do. Well, I've been I've been running heavy on it a lot lately, and people love it. And because of our constituency, it is totally necessary. Let's do a very quick... Don't kill. 
But when you do... Should have seen this coming. Now, our lawyers asked for me to be very clear about this. We don't want for you to kill, but when you do, if you are going to buy a burner phone, don't use your credit card, bro. That's going to come right back to you. A burner phone is a burner phone for a reason. Scrounge out some change. Go digging through the couch. Go kill your wife, okay? Stop being an idiot. We need your subscriptions. If you're in jail, you can't help us. Did you just say kill your wife and stop being an idiot? In that order, Tyler. <laughs> All right. Kill your wife and then stop being an idiot. Yeah, well, I mean. I mean, that's a good point. You, you're using a thing that directly uh, goes to your name the purpose to is, buy something that wants, that you want to be anonymous with. That is exactly right. That is, that is exactly right. It's like breaking the glass in your house outward. You're not doing it right, mm -hmm. bro. Like, put a little bit of thought into it. They're coming and looking for you. But isn't it fair to say that, and I mean, hopefully this helps a lot of people out there to not murder uh, isn't it fair to say that those people who make those decisions deserve to get caught? Uh, if you're going to break the glass outward, you're kind of asking for it. You know what? When you think of It's like criminals, the way women dress. It's like if you dress like that, you're asking for oh, it. Oh, I am going to go ahead and fully sign on with that. <laughs> um, I will tell you. I'm so sorry, women everywhere. <laughs> Fuck. I will tell you that you think of criminals. You think of, uh, you know, Anthony Hopkins in, uh, you know, in Silence, Silence of the, of the Lambs. Yeah. Most criminals are idiots. I, and I don't know if I should be you know, careful insulting the criminal community because we, we want your listens too. But very often criminals are just total idiots. Yeah, yeah. There's, there are countless, countless stories of serial killers getting, getting to commit way more murder simply because of dumb, stupid oh, luck. Oh, absolutely. Just dumb luck. And lazy cops. You yeah. know, you know, but so does that mean, and we cannot embark on this mission right now, but does that mean intelligence leads you to be more moral? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to immediately don't embark. We can't, we can't go along. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I don't immediately assume that the, somebody's more moral, but if you're smarter, you understand the consequences a little bit more sure, clearly. That's a good point. And you, you can operate without having to go to those places. Cause obviously Correct. stealing something from somebody is a lot easier than working for it. Correct. All and, right, Tyler. and way more fun. So much. More yeah, fun. if you haven't done it yet, steal something from your best friend's house. Just, just on your way out, just take something. Working for something that you want is worse than red wine. I'm gonna try out something different here, Tyler, that we haven't done before. This is called believable conspiracy theories. Okay, believable conspiracy theories. And here's, I got this from where I get my news from. Knowyourmeme.com. Okay. Now, reputable. I have some believable conspiracy theories. We've run long, so I'm just going to toss them out. We're going to bat them back and forth, and then we're going to move on. So this okay? is this is exactly like my uh, segment. Let's start a conspiracy. Uh, yeah, take credit for everything, Tyler. That's great. All right, Tyler, Jeffrey Epstein. Ever heard of him? I have. I'm starting off light here. Yes. Everybody's worried about whether he was murdered or committed suicide. What if it was a ploy just to get him out of jail and he's living on a beach right now with some sort of facial surgery? Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me because why would they risk that? Uh, they could just put it to bed, kill him, get out. The body's there. If you try to do a double, then you have to give him surgery. There's so many things that can go wrong. And if he's found out, then your entire conspiracy is blown open. I think what makes it believable is they're not scared of us. They've been operating in, well, that's true in full view of us. And they're not worried. Oh wait, we found him, throw him back in jail, release him again. And that's what I'm saying. Why would they go through the process of 
surgery on him, they could just murder him and be done with it. So we're saying that surgery is harder than murder. For them, absolutely. Moving on. <laughs> Number two, another one that we've talked about. This may be one of my favorite conspiracy theories ever. Now I got another little twist on it. The reason Disney came out with the movie Frozen, so was that when you Googled Disney Frozen, you would get information about the movie and not Walt Disney's frozen head. I could absolutely see that. I love that. Al although I don't, I, I, I kind of understand, but why would they go through the effort of, of wanting to pull uh, views away from that? It's just an interesting little theory. Well, here's the, and, and, and it's been said that it's not true, but I don't trust it. It's but not. here's what I'm telling you is this. This is the same company that has gone back and digitally taken a cigarette out of Walt Disney's hand. So I, they okay, yeah, obviously are very image conscious. Uh, and here's a little twist on it that we haven't used before. Same thing with Disney on ice. Okay. I just love that conspiracy so much. I really do. Like, it's something that doesn't matter at all, and it just tickles me pink. Tyler, pigeons are surveillance drones placed by the government. Now, obviously... <laughs> it's incredible technology. Well, I, obviously, they have technology that we don't know about, Tyler. That goes without speaking. That's true. And I'm going to ask you something that's going to blow this case wide open. Have you ever seen a baby pigeon? No, I They just spawn <laughs> out of nowhere, Tyler. Where do they come from? You dropped a nut and a bolt, buddy. Get back over here. That's a good point. And, I, and as advanced as the technology is, they can't make a smaller one. So, Oh, boy. I'm not I, might be, I might be on board with this one, even though you stole this idea from my segment. And where are the dead ones? Um, I've seen a dead pigeon. Robotic before. cats ate them. Okay, now here's one. I'm throwing a bunch of stuff at you right now, and you're just having fun with it, batting it back and forth. Here's one that I think is going to really get under your skin. McDonald's trains their employees to forget your sauce when you order nuggets, thus saving them billions a year in profit. I could see that. I could, I could definitely see that. Bleep you, you creepy old clown. That is, I go to a fast food restaurant literally based on it, their condiments. I am the condiment king. We've established that. If I, if I go to McDonald's and I don't get sweet and sour sauce, I'm going to punch a retail worker. I have a I have a, a, a white guy rant that I'm probably going to do on session 52 just about this. It, so through my segment, all we're going to do is talk about your different segments. Is that this is some sort of like a buildup to your bleep? This is still your segment? Number whatever, Tyler. Trader Joe's makes their parking lot small intentionally to make it seem like it's more popular. Absolutely. That's ridiculous. Absolutely. This kind of goes that. back to the thing with Uber putting your next trip before you get there. It's like all theater of the mind. Of course. I mean, at least Whole Foods, even though they're owned by the richest man in the world, at least they have a big ass parking lot. Get your shit together, Trader <laughs> Joe's. A Whole Foods. Tyler, do you ever hear that thing where women complain about not having pockets? Men get pockets. Women don't get pockets. Yes, absolutely. How about this? The fashion industry doesn't want pockets to be available because of the billion dollar purse industry. Absolutely. That's crazy. Absolutely. That's theater of the physical world. It's, I mean, that's actually happening. Well, it's the same thing with diamonds. They can create diamonds in the lab that look exactly like ones you find in the ground. They're not worth anything. Still expensive. Yeah, but diamonds are forever, Tyler. So what? Million. Okay. This one I really like this one. I, I, these are pretty good, right? These are very good. Okay. The million dollar art shows that we all question where people go and spend all this unbelievable. This is already true. Completely okay. true. 
The individual. What's already true? It's money a money laundering scheme. That's so great. That's these, totally. That's totally true. These abject ideas of I say that this is worth four billion dollars, and somebody says yes, it is. They could just okay. Four billion was maybe a little high. Well, but, <laughs> are they buying the Sistine Chapel? Bill Gates <laughs> is in on this bitch. Uh, yeah, and and that and that's just it. A super rich guy, a billionaire, goes to his multimillionaire art um hookup. No, 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 but art uh, appraiser. Consigliere. And then, and then the guy says, oh, well, this is very clearly $100 million, worth $100 million, and then he writes it off as a tax write-off. And it's total horseshit. Yeah. Total horseshit. What is money laundering? Like, I don't really even understand the idea. You get money illegally, and then you make it uh, so it's, it's because uh, you know how money We has, can review, because you're doing a poor job here. Money has uh, serial numbers on it, right? Okay. Oh, oh so, so you can they look up the money. So they can't trace it. They launder it through uh, a very cash- heavy business like a so it goes out in little places instead of having this is the segment of the show where tyler explains basic life to me. and and it's uh it's so do you have a reason for having a lot of money yeah a lot of cash on hand at once this is like all these stores down here on miami beach where you're like how oh. the f is this place where you make sweaters for ferrets how does this place have a you know 1500 square foot office well you know there was a wood a wooden furniture store on the corner by our mother's house. Would you? And would you? It never once it never was had a customer in it. I think it's still there. My furniture upstairs is from Would You. It's it, an incredible place. Really sturdy furniture. Go to our website and there's a 20% discount for Would You. No, there's not. Uh, well, no, there's not. Maybe there will be. It's a money laundering place. Check it out. <laughs> I don't think you can directly <laughs> say that. I am not on board with that. And finally, Tyler, I don't know if this one is going to be interesting to anybody because this is about a movie that I've never seen, so I can't really followed up but we were just talking about it bong jun ho are you familiar mm -mm. oscar winning director made a sequel to charlie in the chocolate factory the name of the movie is 2012 hit snowpiercer oh wow some people say snowpiercer is a follow-up to charlie in the chocolate Factory. i don't get that at all we were just talking about snowpiercer on the last show i thought i'd throw it in here what do you mean you don't get that uh, how I've never seen the movie, so I don't know how that works. Oh, I, I oh, uh, yeah, you, you and, that would, and that would be it. a big spoiler alert. I'm just, but if, if you have not seen Snowpiercer, I believe it's on Netflix. Go watch that shit, starring Snowpiercer Brosnan, and that is believable conspiracy theories. Pierce Brosnan's not in it. Uh, that's GoldenEye 007 and a half inches, Tyler. And I got to tell you, great show. I am winded. That I still want to throw up. Uh, Tyler, well, I, I'm going to ask you what the moral of the story is, but before we do that, thank you guys so much for coming and doing this with us. This has been a long one. This has been arduous. We both feel like poop. Absolutely. And here we are on this journey together, Tyler. The, those guys underscore you hate on Instagram. Please come find We're us. We're doing go big our, things. Go to our website, thoseguysyouhate.com. Uh, and as Ryan said, we love you, you pieces of garbage we truly do you oh, guys make this so much fun and uh i'm loving this journey man even though it's been hard tyler what's the moral of the story bro cannibalism ryan try it out don't oh do it mm. but when you do <laughs> don't eat the brain don't cannibal but when you do I like, I like that man. um uh, yeah, we should do a when you do a line. But when you do. Um, cannibalism, but when you do, do not eat the brain. Make sure you start with the butt, as Ryan said, or go with the thigh meat. Do not ever eat the brain. Or if you are going to have to do that because times are tight, I understand things are upside down right now, make sure you feed it to the women and children. 
Yeah, yeah, they go first. Yep. You know, it's just it's common like courtesy. A like a boat. Co co uh, Women and children first. <laughs> Except instead of life, uh, instead of life jackets, they're getting thrown over the edge. Crippling illness. <laughs> Ryan, what's the moral of the story? Cleopatra and hopefully JFK had long and luxurious pubic hair. It was oiled. It was brushed. It was probably fed dates and bejeweled. I need to see a Google image of it. I could absolutely see JFK with a, a luxurious okay. bush. Yes. Uh, look at my curtains. Cleopatra <laughs> <laughs> took serious care of her bush, Tyler. Your, 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 uh, your impressions are very hit or miss. I love your JFK. Yeah, yes. <laughs> er, um, we are those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't, I didn't attack her. We were, we were sparring as, as compatriots. Yeah. I've seen you spar as compatriots with my son and there's a lot of rage and it's buried very, very, uh, what's the opposite of deep shallow. Well, you know, I don't think that's right. You know, uh, uh, I, you know what it is. And I finally come to terms with this. I just am enraged towards gay people. Was she gay? I'm talking about your son. Oh. <laughs> That's a hate crime. <laughs> and I'm here for it. Tyler. Yeah. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. I've been listening to Dateline. I know. I, and I think that I've finally put up. I mean, honestly, I have been listening to these things. I think that that I, just a breakneck speed. I'm going to finish all of my thoughts today. I'm I, was, gonna, I was going to say. I'm not going to break off thoughts today. You're coming out of the gate just. Uh, Too hot. Very hot. Very thank, thank you. This helps. Yeah. It, this helps me, Tyler. Throughout the show today, kind of keep me in line. That's what you're here for, man. You're it's it's going to become less and less as I become sweatier and Shut sweatier. Shut up, you idiot! <laughs> I'm talking. Good thing. Get it out during the pregame. Too this, fast. This is the pregame, so oh. go ahead and get it out. Have you ever yelled so loud you could feel it in your taint? I think I did it last episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the thing is, the way that you describe food, where sometimes you eat food even after you're not hungry, like it does something for you. I don't understand that feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I may understand it with some of these datelines. Like by like 10 o'clock at night, I've heard like six of them and they're an hour and a half long. And I don't think I'm enjoying it anymore, but I just keep going. I'm, I'm dead serious right now. Do you, by any chance, do you know how many there are? Have you looked at the number of episodes there are? There was a countless amount when I first started. I am now very much worried about what happens to me when they run out. Yeah, you're going to, well, you can just find another podcast that kind of does the same thing. I actually listened to one again on accident that I had heard before. And I was like, I could do this. Wow. Yeah. No, nah, I got a problem because it, it's almost, and, and this is not interesting to anybody. I didn't mean to Pre -game, get dude. We can do whatever we want. It's like forensic files, but you're adding like a bachelor element. There's it's forensic files with scandal. Yeah, of course. Well, they you tell need, a better story. You need the scandal to really sell it because nothing sells better than scandal. It is really, um, it's taken the intelligent, uh, intrinsic kind of, I, I love learning 
part of my my personality mm -hmm. and matched it with, oh, no, that bitch didn't part of my personality and really found this mesh that nobody likes to be around. The sentence where you threw an intrinsic to sound smart really kind of was broken and and slurred a little bit. <laughs> the uh, the sentence in You're which gonna you- You're going to find out why very soon. In which you snapped your fingers and said, oh, bitch, no, she didn't. You, that was flawless. Tyler, I will pull your fucking weave out flawless. if you don't shut your mouth. I will speed back up to where I was. Um, I think I figured out why I like them so much. Why? I'm jealous of the way that everybody talks about the victims. Like, I, I want that. I want to hear what people say about me when I die, but now while I'm alive. Is that bad? Like a Huckleberry Finn situation. I, the problem is, is we're going, <laughs> I'm going into uncharted waters and we are recording our voices right now. So anything I say could be used against me in future courts of law. This is actually legally binding whatever happens from here so on. I'm in. just going to say, don't do anything illegal. Uh, and I love life. I want to know what my epitaph looks like. Is that so wrong? Is that so ego soaked, Tyler? Oh, the second thing, definitely. You know what I've noticed about Datelines? Because I have just been taking them in like River Phoenix drinks gutter water. Oh, that's a terrible joke. That hurt me that that came out of me. Why? Uh, that's fucking brutal. Why? That I just exposed myself to myself and I'm calling the cops. One thing that I've noticed about all of these, and this is a real question. Everybody always wants the body back. So let's say you've killed my family member mm -hmm. and you're now in jail. We've proved that you've done it, but it, and it's very hard to prove a, a crime without finding the body. Mm -hmm. Very often the families are willing to, I will take, uh, you know, I will take the death penalty off the table. If you just show us where her body is. Yep. Yep. They always want to recover the remains. What do you think that is? Uh, it's, it's, I mean, I would assume it stems from what we've been doing throughout human history, which is wanting to honor the dead. You can't lay somebody to rest without putting their body at rest. I think a lot of that comes into it now. And I think that and, that and, is a and, great breakdown and Go excuse ahead. me. Also closure. It's just a sense of closure at the end. I, I, I agree. Finally lay her to rest. Okay. Now. So my normal follow-up here is, do you think that that is an innate sign of spirituality? If we're just physical objects moving through this planet mm -hmm. and, you know, we're, we're, we're like a tree. We, we grow and we die. It's just the way that it is. Why would we care about that? Even people who aren't religious, even people who aren't spiritual, it's, it's, it's primal almost to recover your loved one's bodies. Why? It is, it is primal. Um, I, I don't know. I, I would think... Uh, maybe some evolutionary uh, stuff has to do with it. I hmm. literally just said evolutionary stuff. Yeah, evolutionary stuff. I think yeah. that that's a whole. I had to do a high school class, evolutionary stuff 101. I'm right on your on your heels, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Oh, what are you trying to be the biggest prick in the world? <laughs> oh, Tyler. Now let's get a little bit more serious. I like okay, him. because we're sitting here playing around with all this patty cake bullshit that doesn't mean anything. I'm gonna ask you the hard hitting question here on pregame because I don't give a fuck. Okay. Would you rather go through a shit storm, which is a bad thing, right? That's a bad thing. Or would you rather have a shit eating grin on your face, which is supposed to be better? Yeah, shit eating grin is something that's very dominant down here. It's a phrase people like to throw around. Um, if I you say shit eating grin to me, you are off my, my Christmas list. Okay. I wow. don't like that. Does that mean I don't have to get you something? Perfect. Shit eating grin. <laughs> <laughs>
Where's my Christmas list? What is a Christmas list? I don't even know what that is. Like I'm Santa. People I'm going to kill before Christmas. Okay. Well, if you're in a shitstorm, you can keep your mouth and eyes closed. I was just about to say, I'd go shitstorm simply because I may be getting shit on on the outside, yeah. but I can keep my insides you know, clean. Well, you're used to already being shit on on the inside, so that's not going to change no matter which side you're you're on. Yeah, I mean, especially getting shit in the mouth. I'm I am uh, that's go on. I call that a a Tuesday. Okay. Now, is that we got to move on here and get into the show on your sleeve? There is that a coat hanger. Um, I don't think that's what it's intended to be, but it looks, <laughs> it certainly does. Right. It looks like it, like the worst coat hanger ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of broken. I like it. It's yep. like modern art. Okay. Yep. Tell are you ready to do this? I'm ready. All right. My kimono and I are ready. It is a kimono. It is. Is that called a kimono? I mean, I th- I, when I think says, of a kimono, a- I think of like a sexy lady, uh, you know, about to get in the hot tub. Yeah, it is a kimono. You're right. This thing is thick. You don't say. Thick. Like Alan. 